Good evening. Today is the 6th of March, 2019. It is Ash Wednesday. I am your friendly layperson, Jaka. The usual disclaimer is that I'm not a priest or a theologian. I am just a regular person. So honored and so humbled, really, to join my voice to yours in the offering up of the beautiful liturgy of the daily office. Maybe liturgy is not the right word, but I think you know what I mean. So today our readings are Psalm 102 and 130, Jonah 3, 1 through 4, 11, Hebrews 12, 1 through 14, and our gospel reading is Luke 18, 9 through 14. I am sorry, not sorry for not posting a podcast this morning. I was so blessed to be able to say morning prayer with my priest and a very dear friend of mine after administering ashes to go and what with yesterday being both Mardi Gras and also my son Jack's 13th birthday here I am in the first day of Lent already not observing one of my Lenten um, I think intentionalities is, is a good word for me this year which is to say both morning and evening prayer I'm not sure yet if I will record both of them but I will record at least one of them. So with that being said, let us go to the Book of Common Prayer, where we shall begin. Well, normally we will begin on page 115 of the Book of Common Prayer, but tonight let's begin on page 113 and use um, the words that are there. Almighty, everlasting God, Let our prayer in your sight be as incense, the lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice. Give us grace to behold you, present in your word and sacraments, and to recognize you in the lives of those around us. Stir up in us the flame of that love which burned in the heart of your Son as he bore his passion, and let it burn in us to eternal life and to the ages of ages. Amen. Let us continue on page 116 with the confession of sin. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, 
is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalm 130 Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But if there is forgiveness with you, but there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him there is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. A reading from the book of Jonah. Jonah 3, verse 1 through 4, verse 11. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone great and small put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I know that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. 
So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush, so it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, Yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, You were concerned about the bush, for which you did not labor, and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night, and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 14, page 90. O Lord and ruler of the hosts of heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and of all their righteous offspring, you made the heavens and the earth with all their vast array. All things quake with fear at your presence. They tremble because of your power. But your merciful promise is beyond all measure. It surpasses all that our minds can fathom. O Lord, you are full of compassion, long-suffering and abounding in mercy. You hold back your hand. You do not punish as we deserve. In your great goodness, Lord, you have promised forgiveness to sinners, that they may repent of their sin and be saved. And now, O Lord, I bend the knee of my heart and make my appeal, sure of your gracious goodness. I have sinned, O Lord, I have sinned and I know my wickedness only too well. Therefore, I make this prayer to you. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. Do not let me perish in my sin, nor condemn me to the depths of the earth. For you, O Lord, are the God of those who repent, and in me you will show forth your goodness. Unworthy as I am, you will save me, in accordance with your great mercy, and I will praise you without ceasing all the days of my life. For all the powers of heaven sing your praises, and yours is the glory to ages of ages. Amen. A reading from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 1-14. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of, of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My child, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves, and chastises every child whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. 
God is treating you as children. For what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not be even more willing to be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share his holiness. Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time, but later it yields the peaceful, the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed, which is found on page 120. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragist set A. As usual, I'll read both parts because it just feels a little odd not to. I can't quite hear you on the other end. Maybe the day will come that I can hear you across the distance. But for today, I will read both parts as though we are saying them together. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. I'm going to use a collect for Lent that's found on page 111, if you're liking to follow along. Almighty and most merciful God, kindle within us the fire of love, that by its cleansing flame we may be purged of all our sins and made worthy to worship you in spirit as in truth. And in truth, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O Lord, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand, and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Now is our time for personalized prayer and the time that I usually share thoughts that I have on the readings. God, help me focus, for my mind has been distracted today, and I wish for more intentionality and to be present here in this moment. I pray, God, lift up in my heart, although not aloud, for privacy's sake, the names of those who have requested personal prayer, God. For all those who are sick in body, heart, mind, soul, or spirit, 
May Lent be a time of cleansing and healing. God, I look forward to this Lenten season as a time to be purged and refreshed and washed inside and out. Thank you. May this be a sacred and guarded time protected and reserved for you. May we all, as we said this morning in administering ashes, draw closer to Jesus during this Lenten season. May it be a time that is spiritually rich as we and with intentionality remove some of the distractions of our lives, that we go without, that we may go with you. Amen. I like that we start this Lenten season with Psalm 130, which is a song of ascents. So it speaks of hope and the psalmist's hope and the psalmist's trust in God. And I think that is a beautiful thing for us to remember as we start this season, as we here in this part of the country are still very much in the throes of winter. It feels like spring is a long way off and Easter and the resurrection but we know that it's right around the corner and so we have hope and I think that that is a comforting lesson that I have learned through my life especially through the last few years that when I enter a time of I think I'll go with what my priest said a couple of Sundays ago, a time of the valley. I do not despair, thank God, because I have walked through enough valleys that I've learned to recognize God walking by my side, and I can trust that there will be another mountaintop, that I will not be in the valley forever. There are times indeed when I have had to as Glennon Doyle says, just sit down, sit down in the valley and allow myself to be worked on by God in the valley. Perhaps then this is my prayer for us at this moment, at the beginning of the Lenten season, that we do not rush through the valley that we give it the time and intention and focus and purpose that this sojourn in the valley needs, that we wring every last drop of blessing from this Lent and we completely submit ourselves to every good work of God. During this time and every time, really, 
that's my prayer for the moment. We discussed this morning in church um, quite a bit about Jonah's prayer. I don't think that I'm going to share any of that here, except that it's comforting to know how human another chosen person of God was in Jonah. There's a lot of his humanity that comes through in this passage, and I'm thankful for that because... And I think I'll kind of go on to our New Testament reading now. Um, I sometimes like the, um, oh goodness, is it the New Testament reading or is it the gospel? No, it's the gospel reading. Um, As the gospel reading says that the Pharisees did, trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Um... I used to feel like other people's imperfections made me feel better about myself and that in comparing myself to them, I could find myself higher like the Pharisees did with the tax collectors and the others looking at them with contempt. I admit and I beg forgiveness for, I used to look at others with contempt because it made me feel better about myself. Now, when I see others' humanity, it makes me feel better about myself in a different way because I see how graced and loved they are by God, and then I believe that there is hope for me too. So in others' blessing, most especially in the blessing of their humanity, their imperfectness, I see God's blessing in myself. I see myself reflected in others and others reflected in me. That universality in all of us, the light calling to like of the soul. Um, Another thing that we talked about this morning that my priest talked about was um, Richard Rohr and I forget the title of the book, but the diamond within that our true self is within us and to encounter God and true self we must dig inside ourselves so to speak like we are mining for diamonds right or for gems rather I I won't go into the whole coal under pressure becomes a diamond thing although I think that that metaphor is apt here as well but I believe that there is that of God in each of us that the spiritual and ethereal substance that makes up God also makes up our souls. And so each of our souls calls out to the souls of others because they are like, they are made from the same thing. They have commonality. And that I think is more what I recognize. I recognize the God within the And part of, too, because I don't think that flesh is evil and bad. I think that God made us in these bodies as humans like this and allowed us to evolve the way that we did, Um, not out of punishment, but for grand design and not out of accident either. And, And I'm thankful 
that Jonah and I are brothers and that even the Pharisees and I are brothers and the tax collectors, or I should say siblings, right? That we are all siblings and that there is hope and grace abundant for all of us. It is not a scarce commodity that we must compete for. Rather, it is something we should support and help each other in reaching for and attaining. And I think then that does indeed actually speak to our New Testament reading, where that cloud of witnesses, those people that we have gone before, we are surrounded by them. We're not just surrounded by our siblings that are currently here on earth, but in God's wonderful time that's not linear, we are surrounded by all of those who are already with God in heaven. And so that should indeed, as it says in this passage, lighten our burdens because we are definitely not carrying them alone. That's comforting and helpful to me too. I can feel at times, I think we all can, very isolated And so, I mean, it's part of why I love the daily office so much and love saying this prayer with you all is because it connects us and removes that isolation. And I do think isolation, as so many things, can be a tool of the enemy. So let us draw together with siblings both here in the present and at all times and in every time and support each other carry each other and each other's loads and and yet somehow both that and also allow each other the grace to learn our individual lessons to grow to evolve to transform from glory to glory and may this Lenten season be a time of transformation and evolution and glory and realization of God's great blessings and our true selves. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, all this I pray. Amen. All right. Um, Let us go ahead and close up General Thanksgiving on page 125. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, We, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in your name, in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, 
and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.